uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Inside the Grounds. I think this might be a short episode, and by short for us is like under an hour and a half at this point. Uh, Andrew, how you doing today? How's my goodness and friends doing? Not too bad, you know. Maybe my hearing's going out, or you just need to talk louder. Is this better? <laughs> yes, have the microphone into your mouth. All right, it's literally as close to my mouth as possible, and I, this is how I'm going to have to be the whole time. No idea how this is going to end up looking on the reels and TikToks that we've been doing. talk louder. I literally can't, because if I talked any louder, I would be yelling and waking up my entire apartment building. Okay. Okay, cool. Good talk. <laughs> just just lean in. Give it just, a go lean. Lean in real hard. All right, friends. Uh, we are just going to go through the games from this past weekend. There really weren't that many of them, which is kind of nice. Uh, this is really just due to the winter break that's kind of occurring, kind of not occurring. The mm-hmm. Premier League really does it in a weird way where half the teams play and half the teams don't. Yeah. Yeah, they get like a week and a half off, and then they just play like five games each weekend. It's kind of a break. It's kind of a break, but I wish they just all were off. It'd be just easier. Yeah, but then when you look at it, like other teams are playing in like FA Cup, and then you have all the people going away for tournaments, so yeah, but hardly even a break. League does not care about those international tournaments. Oh, absolutely not. They don't right, care about that, any, anything but themselves, especially Everton. Especially Everton. Well, with that being said, let's get into the first match from this past weekend that we want to discuss. Burnley won. Luton Town also won. Two teams, both located within Bikini Bottom, facing off. <laughs> get it? Because they're at the bottom of the table. Well, I like that joke. I thought it was really funny. Uh, Andrew is laughing, friends. I swear. I know you can't see this because this is famously, famously an audio medium. And also, we haven't put up a YouTube video since 2023. Late 2023. So, but trust me. he's No, you, no use starting now. <laughs> right. All right. Both teams, they came to this match. They needed three points. Luton, knowing that prior to kickoff, they were within four points of both teams higher up on the table than them. And then Burnley knows they need to scratch and claw their way out of relegation and hope that multiple teams have point deductions due to financial fair play issues. Neither of these teams needed three points because if they get three points, they're closer to you guys, which is not good. I mean, they still need the three points, but like, I don't want them to get the three points. Exactly. No points for them. Um, but I mean that that's true. I I kind of had the same thing. Like they both needed the three points, but like yeah, all right, one and one is good, and it's helpful for you. Um, it, it was helpful for us. Uh, I will say this game did not lack goal scoring opportunities. There was twenty seven total shots in this match. It was actually a way better match than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was boring. Oh, I thought there was some excitement in there. I mean, I've you seen have to... better YMCA teams play. Wow. So now you're going to go there. I got so much shit when I call Luton Town YMCA FC and you're out here. And like, you no, no, still will. Now. And you still will. I hate everything about you and everything that you stand for. I just want you to know this. That's rude. Well, you know, it was Burnley that struck first, 36th minute. And Dooney scoring in back-to-back matches now, which like 
I guess congrats for him and congrats for Burnley because we know they have some real issues scoring this season. But more <laughs> importantly, they have issues letting the other team score too many times. And that's exactly what happened in this match. 92nd minute, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Burnley tied the game up. And you know yeah, what? VAR, VAR decided to make a return from the holidays as well. It wasn't just the players coming back. You know what? I'm happy that VAR decides they don't want to discriminate between top clubs and bottom clubs. They're here for <laughs> everyone. They're here to fuck up every call. Doesn't matter who you are. Friends, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't seen this, the ball was crossed into the box from the left side of the field, and Morris used his head to put the ball into the back of the net. But while the ball was along its trajectory to meet Morris's noggin, Adebayo <laughs> decided to have a little, a little bump, a little love tap. With Burnley's he was goalie. trying to back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> he, fine, he backed that he ass did. up right into Burnley's goalie and <laughs> completely took him out of the picture. Personally, I think this was clear obstruction. He didn't accidentally oh, 100%. bump into him. He definitely aimed for the goalie. Oh no, hundred percent. You, if you watch, I literally like I watched the replay probably four or five times, and if you if you watch him, you can see him staring at the ball. Gives a little look over his shoulder and then just backs up. It's not like he was like pretending to jump or like attempting to play the ball. He just straight up was like, oh, back it up. Honestly, no if, one saw me just back it up. But, you know, honestly, if Burnley's goalie had decided to jump at all. He was going to get table topped, which we've all done oh, with yeah. a friend a time or two. However, you're not supposed to do that in a professional match. Yo, I got table topped last week. Holy who table topped you? A girl. <laughs> not, and not the fact that it was a girl. She was just like probably two feet shorter than me. Oh, so she and I went all. I got twist. I got twisted upside down. <laughs> well, maybe you should engage your core better next time and not let someone tabletop you. <laughs> you know, can't do anything when I'm in the air flying like a eagle. It does happen to the best of us, though. Other than what we've gone over, I don't really have much else to say about this match. It looks like Luton might move up a, a point, a spot or two, uh, given some other financial fair play issues that we'll get into with Everton again. Do you have any further thoughts? They might, yeah, they might move up a spot or two. Um, no, we pretty much covered all of it. Um, I mean, Luton and Burnley, because they're new to the Premier League, they're just not performing well. Like, they are, aren't. I mean, I don't want to just make a blanket statement that because they're new, they're not going to do well. We've seen previous, we've seen in previous seasons, we have clubs do well in their first season, but I don't think we've ever seen all three clubs that moved up do so poorly in their initial season or their initial yeah. return to the Premier League. Yeah. Plus, I think this is a very odd season, top to bottom. Like, we have teams that are doing really well teams that are resurging and then teams that did decent last season are kind of doing poopy just looking at the table it's just odd it's just an odd one but you know what you know who is <laughs> well i guess i have a funny quote about this team but anyways we can move on to chelsea no it's the next game oh chelsea one fulham nil Chelsea were so lucky to escape with three points. Lucky. Of course so they needed lucky. a penalty. Um, but a win is a win, right? Famously, 
Yep. A win is a win. It's our quote. I mean, are we surprised, though, that the person who went down the box was Raheem Sterling? No. This, this man always falls. Literally, he will he will fall down at the if you touch him with your pinky toe. Honestly, this man would fall down if he got too close to the referee and try to get the ref to call a foul on himself. That I mean, that's factual. I, I he's do probably not done enjoy, that before. I do not enjoy watching Sterling play because no. you know there's no physicality to his game. He's always going to go down. In this case, it was a foul. But it's just the amount of times he goes down that really it really grinds my gears. And no, he re- he does. I do want the Premier League that while they're using the AR, if they're going to use it for so many fouls, they should also use it for flops when there's not actual contact and someone goes down. But that see, I think that that's dumb. I, that's just putting too much too much on VAR. That's making the game too much. VAR is like, doing this reliant. Stuff. Bars I mean, they they review some of the shit, but they don't review if you're flopping. I feel like that should stay the ref's decision. I think they should help out. Um, <laughs> I really don't have too much for this game. Uh, this was a match where I thought Fulham could pull pull up the pull off the upset. They I had they opportunities. Actually, they had opportunities. I thought they were evenly matched. If it wasn't for the penalty, it'd be nil nil. Fulham could have scored, could have taken the lead. But overall, like it wasn't a great match. Mm-hmm. Do you have any any further thoughts? Didn't you Didn't you say you had a quote you would like to share? Yeah, it's really not that funny. Um, well, I guess it kind of is, and when you relate it to two teams. But I was I read like one of the post match things, and Steve Nichol was talking about how, as a neutral watching Chelsea, um, it's not fun to watch them, and he said that winning games will always hide your deficiencies. Which, I mean, that's very factual. Ooh, I do like that quote. Yeah. Can we, can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> we can get... We, okay, we have to have two shirts now. Two? I thought we had three. Three? Well, a win is a win. Yeah, one. Thought cage. Nope. That is and not a shirt. And winning hides <laughs> your deficiencies. That is not a thing. That is not a shirt. Also, is it easier to hear me now? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, we're about done with two matches, and I just wanted to make sure that you know you could hear me. So hopefully, our <laughs> friends can hear us later. Because well, our you sound can have guy a is good. Cage hat. Ooh, I really do want a thought cage hat. I think that'd be. But awesome. you're the only one who gets it. There's one. It's limited edition one and only one for you. Because no, no, no one no, no, else no. Seems it's knows that's our, a thing. It's gonna have our pod logo on it. It's gonna say a thought yeah, but cage. But it's still only for you. And then. I know at least three people who would wear it. I'm not going to tell no. you who, but they will send you pictures. They will not. They will. 100%. Thought cage. Okay. Okay. You can get, get your thought cage under control while I talk for a second. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so yeah, that quote kind of came in the, in the fact of like Chelsea have won four of their last five games. They have done this, but it's frustrating to like watch them. As a neutral, because you know what, I mean, there, you can, again, I talk about this later, but you can have the same exact thing put on United, the same thing. Like, you you know what they've done in the past. You know how good they have been. You know how good, I mean, Chelsea have been good recently. And they've just fallen out of, out of, out of it. Um, 
but like as a neutral, it's frustrating. Like it's frustrating to watch because you can see it on the players' faces. You can hear it in the stands, whether they're home or away. Everyone's like unhappy. People are booing. Fans aren't as excited. But yeah, as you said, <laughs> a win's a win. So like, even though they they beat Fulham one one nil, they still get three points. Um, and then I have a quote from Shorzy. They don't ask how; they ask how many. Shorzy's a good friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. However, Chelsea's keeper, oof, man, if he wasn't in gold, that man, they would have not have, they would not have come out of that game unscathed at all. I think he made like eight or nine saves. It was very good. I fully agree with you. With the Chelsea's wins are definitely hiding their deficiencies. They're currently sitting at ninth on the table, 31 points. They don't have a good goal differential. They're only at four, right? Goal scored 35 goals against 31. It's very mediocre. And honestly, as far as goals scored go, they're not even top eight. I think in the league and goals scored at just doing a quick look at the list. They, I wish there was more progress with this team than what I've seen going on since the start of the season. We knew it would be rough. Mm-hmm. New manager. They're dealing with some budget issues, we could say, with spending too much on players. Again, it's not a player's fault if a club overpays for him. Yeah, It's the club's fault. But the manager does have to get the most out of the players he has available. And I don't know if he's done that or what if this is just the limit? What if this is the max Chelsea can do on any given week? I mean, and we I, just I, have too high of expectations. I mean, like any team that's done well in the past, we are all going to have expectations. That's why it hurts so much when you lose. But I think in the last year and a half, Chelsea have bought so many players that I think that is hurting them. I think they have an overpopulated squad, so they don't have a. I don't know, kind of like United. They don't have a regular first team. And they're all very young, minus Grandpa on the field. You mean Greg Grandpa? <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. He'd be mo- he could be some of those kids' fathers. Right. I just, looking at the Chelsea roster, I don't know how many of those players would be starting for any of the top six clubs in the Premier League this season. Because... And by top six, West Ham's a sixth spot. I just don't know for how many of those clubs, how many of these Chelsea players could actually start consistently, not just every now and then for like an FA Cup match. Yeah. And I I do want to wait for next season to truly judge this Chelsea squad and Pochettino as the manager. Because if like he said, lasts maybe, that long. I think he'll last that long. I don't think they're going to fire him after one season. If we've seen coaches get fired for less. We have. We've also, I would say, compared to last season, have had an abnormal amount of coaches not get fired. What are we on right now? One? One, maybe two? Just just Forrest? I think so. Because it feels like every week when a manager, or like, not every week, but there's been a couple weeks where the rumors are coming about that a manager, if he doesn't win this match, will get fired. And then his team happens mm-hmm. to win the match. And then we just don't hear about it again. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was, people were saying that about Eddie Howe as well. Um, right before their FA Cup match against Sunderland. 
I think, and then they won three nil. Um, I know that I will. I mean, we'll we'll hit Newcastle a second, so I won't go on. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll hit them in a second. I actually don't think I have anything left for Chelsea. And um, last thing about the managers, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe last season we we had stated that, that there was a record number of mm-hmm. manager turnover in the league. High turnover rate, never good for any yes. company. Yeah, that was the thing. I, 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 wasn't it like nine managers or something before like the winter break or something? Something wild? It was something wild. And also, I think by the end of the season, Chelsea had like half the turnover rate of the entire league. As in, they uh, contributed the most. <laughs> yes. I think they had, what, they had two fired managers just last season. And one of them we knew was just a temporary interim until the end of the season. You bring in a, a club legend and kind of just let him try to ride it out. Do what he does. Yeah. Are you, Are we ready to talk about the oil money do. derby? The oil money derby. I wish I was a part of that derby. Uh, yes. Newcastle, two. Man City, three. Friends, if you don't know this will forever be known as the Oil Money Derby on this podcast until someone Mm -hmm. from the Oil Money decides to tell us we should no longer do that with a monetary (laughs) contribution to this pod. Oh, yeah. Let's let's take Oil Money to stop talking about Oil Money. Sounds just like Man City in the Premier League right now. I'm cool with that. I have no problem (laughs) with that. Um, quick, Quick little side note about Newcastle. Have you heard why they can't sign any new players right now to cope with all of their injuries? Isn't it financial fair play? Yes. They're not currently in financial fair play, but last season they reported a loss of, I believe it was $73 million, pounds, whatever currency it was. Some kind of monies. Some kind of money. But they lost it, and so now for this season, they can't sign any more players, for not even on loan, because they would completely be breaching financial fair play. And they're actually trying to be good about this. How does Barcelona get away with everything? Well, Barcelona is also in a different league. Still. They and also, I think, I, just... they, I think they were told they can't sign any more players. I mean, we got told that they couldn't sign more players. They couldn't roster anyone. Whatever. Different Either league. Way. Different pot. When, this, yeah. when Inside the Grounds expands. <laughs> and one day we have we'll cover the a La Liga-only pod we'll discuss it at that time there we go but for now i just thought that was interesting about newcastle and how they're actually openly following financial fair play which is either a great strategy of hey we're doing everything by the book or it's some really nice misdirection of like hey we've reported this much loss please don't dig into it any further well i mean maybe a little bit of both considering they are owned by like a Middle Eastern like sporting group, right? Honestly, not I that think all Middle Eastern learned... sporting groups are bad, but like there's there's a history there, <laughs> right? I do feel like if I've learned anything about this sport, it is not a profitable sport for the ownership. Not all the time, no. I feel like everyone sometimes losing money every season. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you sign players for millions and millions of dollars, and then. You know, and then you have to pay them wages, and you know you're not going to be able to make that much back per season. 
No, especially if you're not like consistent, especially if you're not performing well, getting like top four, getting into Europe, like selling out your stadium every week. Yeah, even then you're going to have issues. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every major club, well, not every major club is in debt, but every major club probably reports losses every year. Probably. You just can't lose more than $105 million in any three-year period. Trust me, so I know these strange. rules. Oh, yeah, I know. You've probably gone over them. <laughs> yeah. But back to this match. Newcastle, they thought they took that lead. First two minutes of the match. But alas, it was offsides. And somehow they were able to rule this without VAR, which is impressive. Good job to the yeah. assistant referee. Yeah, but the assistant, the assistant ref, like I watched the replay. That was offsides. It was clear. You could have called that as soon as they literally as soon as they ran. And guess what happened? Because they didn't, because of the thing that all of the puns talk about because of what everyone wants, a player got injured because he did not raise his flag. Ederson got injured. Correct. Because and this was because of that fear. passage of play, there was a coming together of him and another another defender. And then he had to come off six minutes later. I, d- I do remember... That's the point. Raise the flag. Years ago, when the rule was changed for the timing of raising the flag. I didn't have anything funny to say We're in that in, with between that air, so that's going to be awkward. Sorry, friends. Uh, something got caught in my throat because it's just a, such an emotional memory for me. <laughs> but I remember um, sitting through those referee classes... And they told us that the timing of the flag raise is going to be changed. It's going to be much later now where a player essentially has to physically make contact with the ball before the flag can be raised. And we asked, what happens if someone takes out the goalie and injury risk? And all we were told was, these are the new rules. We saw it coming back then. And I I remember I said, if I was a player, I would definitely consider just taking someone out. Right. If, if you just had that opportunity in the extra free play and you know you're about to get called for offsides. But I mean it's part of the play. It's it, part of the play, but it's so dumb. Right. And you know, we've we were worried that what happens when it's it's a long ball and you know, the ball is somewhere between the, the keeper, the forward, the two just collide naturally, even if it's not on purpose when you're trying to take someone out. And then you have an injury yeah. out of it. You have a head head injury and all these things. But that was a rule because apparently they want more scoring because more scoring brings in brings more attention. And with that, they're supposed to bring in more money. I don't know how well that's worked for them, but I do not <laughs> think this is a rule that's going to be revisited unless some absolute world-class player gets injured as a result of this, such as if Messi had, had got taken out because of this. Um, and that's really the only player I, mean, I can think of that could change a rule like that. I mean, I don't know. It was this was a this was a player on Pep's squad. Pep has some heft, I'm sure. Pep's got some heft. <laughs> but back to this match. A little uh, bit of bald heft. Bernardo Silva opened the scoring, 26th minute, lovely goal. Did you watch it? Oh my! He used his right foot yeah, to just a, flick the ball hmm. far post. It was amazing. I don't know how this guy is still playing at such a top level. 
I feel like he's like Isn't 50 he, years old. How old is he? I know. He he always is like, he's been around, and I always am like, man, you're still here. He's still here. He's still so good. He's still tech, so technically sound, very smart player, always knows how to be adaptable, fit whatever You know tactic. how old he is? Guess. 33. He's 29. No, he's not. He's 29. He was born in 94, dude. <laughs> There's no way. He looks like he's 54. It's because he's got a beard. He's also four feet tall. And he has elf ears. <laughs> All right. He well, is four gonna... feet tall. Actually, no, I think he's like five six, five eight. Well, just a few moments after Silva gave his team the lead. Isak tied things up. 34th minute. Wonderful goal. Just beat Super the keeper. Goal. Nothing the goal. goalie could do about that. And... Three minutes after that, Anthony Gordon gives new Copies money the him. lead. Sorry, Carb- Newcastle. Carbon copy goals. Such similar goals. Amazing they outcome like, for, for Newcastle. It was actually. They were look they were looking pretty hot, you know. The new cause we've seen Newcastle as of late, like priests, like they've been struggling, they have injuries. They can't sign anyone for the injuries. Okay, that's that's a new one. So we got three right there. Um but they they were looking a little bit more like themselves for a minute or two. I was and I was like, okay, this is a good like this is good. Also, shout out to their goalie, Dubravka. Only oh, yeah, reason absolutely. Newcastle had a chance. I don't care yes. if City scored three goals. The guy had eight saves, eight legitimate saves. And good saves. Yeah, Newcastle would have had no chance without him back there. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, if Nick Pope was. Not injured, he probably would have done equally as good. But Dubravka did amazing. But there's no well. guarantee. Everyone can have a True. bad day. You never Dubravka know. Dubravka stepped never know. up today. Truth. But also, then the maestro came onto the field. KDB. What do you? Quick question. What do you think about his new hair? Uh, I don't care have about you, his hair. Have you seen it? It's voluminous. It, it looks very foofy. I'm surprised you don't care about it. You're you're a big hair guy. I know, but I, I don't care. The only players, the only soccer player's hair I care about is Ibra's because it's nice and long like mine. What about like Graylish? His hair looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, KDB, new haircut, same player. He is, and I've said this, he is the true central point of this team. I mean, the, the reason I I'm think not, City, I'm not saying that he's going to carry City on his back for the rest of the season, but he's definitely going <laughs> to. He's 100% going to. There's a reason I picked City to finish top at the end of the season, and it's because they competed for so long without their most important player. He's not necessarily their best player because, you know, Holland, but he is their most important player. See, and I wouldn't even say Holland is necessarily their best player because I think that I think KDB is, does more for this team than Holland does. That's why I think... Goals KDB's are goals, but KDB player. does things from back to front. I just think Holland's more more talented. He's really talented at scoring, but also yeah. so is Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> KDB's so good. In this this match, he got a goal. He got an assist. He did. got a sweet goal. He's did also got assist. Holy. With uh, Wayne Rooney for third on the English Premier League's all-time assist list. I saw that. That's impressive. It, it was. Here's the thing, though. This, I, I find this interesting that, like, I don't know if it's, like, the 
the KDB effect, or if it's it's got it's obviously got to be something to do with him because they had the league game or the FA Cup game like last week. He came on, they scored twice, I think. They scored immediately with him on on the pitch, and then he he came on, and then two more goals. He's amazing. He's so good. He he's so freaking good. <laughs> they need him for every big match. I mean, see that that's that's what I was thinking or talking about last week is that they have to be careful with him. I know I know you said that they've been like pretty good about his like rehab and like every like getting him back onto the field, but they have to be extra careful right now because it's cold. I'm sorry, what? It is cold. I are you worried worried he's gonna get the sniffles? No, I'm worried that someone who's just coming back from injury, a cold weather can, you know, as it does, hamper muscle movement and potentially make it worse. They just have to be careful. I'm just giving City some some words of encouragement to make sure they're careful. I think the I think they understand how to handle <laughs> colder weather with physical you don't know. rehab. You don't know. I'm what if he gets hurt next game and I'll be like, Mateo, doubt. I told you, you don't know. <laughs> I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Where's Toast? I don't know why. I just wanted to ask you. Uh, Toast is in the living room. Lovely. She's been- My sister just got a new dog. Oh, did she? Yeah. What kind of dog? I don't know. It's a, it's a mix of some sort. It's freaking cute. It's three months old. Ooh, that's amazing. You'll have to show me later. Also, friends, if you have pups. Oh, yeah. Give them a jersey. <laughs> give them a scarf. Give them a beanie. Send them oh, to did you us. see those we'll dogs? Feature you. We will feature you on this pod and on our social media. Please send those pictures and videos in. Uh, I do know the Premier League morning. They mm-hmm. love showing pups in jerseys and everything else. I've put Toast in a jersey before. She's adorable. Did you? Yeah, she's adorable. <laughs> did you um? Did you see the, the Premier League pets this weekend? Yeah, the one was a tank. Did you see that dog? <laughs> it was like four, Dude. four of me. That was it. What was it? I think it was in a Tottenham shirt. I forget what Wasn't it was in, but the thing was it was massive. Truck. They even the commentators started laughing when they showed it because they were like, "Holy!" Well, we went from like a Doberman, which is you know a good dog, but a lean dog, and then you yeah. have Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Dog Boy <laughs> come out of nowhere to grace our screens. Freaking Hank the Tank. <laughs> but yes, friends, please, please send us those pups. Send in, us your dog pictures. EPL gear. We would love, love to show them. We will. Okay, back, let's let's back, revert real quick. So that 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 third goal, yes. the goal the in the goal. dying minutes. Holy moly! De Bruyne. That's all I got. The say. sight. The sight on this man. He that ball. He, he found a he so found a lane out. where there shouldn't be one. <laughs> Do you think a lane was made because he put the ball there? Just like magically, he was like, wherever Probably. I put it's the like, ball, the lane will be there. It's like Field of Dreams. If I build it, they will come. <laughs> if I pass it, the lane will be there. Probably. He just he just hurled it. His vision is from incredible. from midfield. This man is so good. I don't understand how he like is it high IQ? Is it intuition, gut feeling, instinct, or he's just like, hey guys, when I get the ball, just be ready to make a run. 
I mean, obviously it's IQ, but then it's just vision. He, I mean, he was at like, what, like, ten, like maybe five ish yards in front of like the midline. And you see the, you saw the replay from the sideline. And I think it's Bob. Bob, yeah. Bob two, just like with three cuts B's. and you just see him. He just hurls the ball. Bob with three B's. Yeah, Bob with three Bs. Because <laughs> there's one in the front, two and in the he back. Just, he just... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get canceled. Oh, man. That's the line. That's it. I don't know why this is so funny. But no, that the ball was just, it was picked, it was literally inch perfect right behind the defender. And But I will say Bob's touches, whew, almost better than the ball itself. I, could, I couldn't believe it. Like the quick two touch in the box he literally he literally somehow gets it under control and then yeah just like tink tink and and i'm like holy and then gets like you smashed in the face by one of the back <laughs> the defenders you know he has been practicing that on the training grounds for like years and has just been waiting to unleash that in front of a goalie probably have you noticed a lot this year pep has been playing some like young unknown guys yeah, it's scary. People I've never it's heard of, scary. and they are good. It terrifies me. Because we were we were really hoping, the rest of the Premier League community, that as the City players age, a new reign can take over after Pep. But it turns out <laughs> he just has these extra all-stars ready to go at a just moment's in notice. His pocket. And we don't know where they came from. I have no idea. Are they all like Academy kids? Couldn't tell you. Never heard of Bob with three B's in my life. <laughs> I've never heard of Bob with three B's either. And here he is, <laughs> scoring against Newcastle. <laughs> it's incredible. What a story. Disney's going to pick that up one day. The Bob story. <laughs> Bob B's. with three B's. I see it now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited for him. I mean, I'd be excited for him, too. He He celebrated like it was a... Champions League winner, which he has every right to. I mean, between Bob with three Bs and Count Doku over there, they're set for yeah, Count Doku. They're set for the next five years. Let's see. Can and we Foden, find out how old? We don't, we don't even have a nickname for him. He's just Foden. He is. Bob with three Bs is 20 years old. Damn. And he was Where's, trusted by Pep to play in this match. Count Doku is 21. To be that young again. Rico Lewis is 19. That other kid who's also a young like sensation. This is not fair. This is really not fair. Because in four years from now, Phil Foden is going to have that captain's armband. Leading Bob with three Bs Yo, and Count Doku to Champions League. Bob with three Bs is Norwegian. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Why isn't it Bob's son? I don't know, but Bob with three Bs in Holland and you know this, is this is for Holy. another pod. We need, we need to do some deep diving into this. We'll get our people on this. We need to better understand Bob <laughs> with three Bs. Our people, lifestyle. us. I need to know where Count Doku's from. He'll be from anywhere. anywhere. Uh, I do want to say that I do believe in this match, the Newcastle versus City match. Before we got on this tangent, did you find the answer? He's Belgian. Count Doku is from Belgium. Oh, so he's got KDB to mentor him. Yes. Lovely. Just love that for the rest of us. 
But I think the difference in this match was the depth of City, which is funny that we were just talking about all these young guys. But KDB came off the bench. Bob yeah. with three Bs, already a star. Count Doku. <laughs> Bob with Phil three Bs Foden. has played one they're doing game. All of this without Holland. They are. I mean, they're not, not like doing. That. They're not scoring a bazillion goals a game like they were. But yeah, they are. They scored three. I'm aware. Three's pretty good. Three's not bad. It's pretty good. Three will win you Perth. most matches. It's pretty good. Also, Holland hasn't played five games, and he still is tied for most goals this season. That's because he's a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's just recharging with the cold weather? He's probably in Norway in, like, cryo just because he wants to be. He's like, you know what? Call me when it gets warm. <laughs> He's like, I don't do anything less than quarterfinals of Champions League. Call me then. <laughs> I'll come out when I need to be. Yeah. Do you have anything else for the? Do you have anything else for this match? Uh, no. I think we pretty much covered everything we could. Are you coughing? No, I'm laughing over here. I'm about to cough. So hold on. All right. Well, I'm going to introduce the next match then. Everton nil, Aston Villa nil. Before we talk about the match itself. We need to bring up the news that recently came out about Everton and Nottingham Forest. Everton, <laughs> Nothingham Forest. Everton got told that they will have another points deduction for another breach of financial fair play. This is absolute bullshit. They were this new breach happened within the time frame that Everton was already punished for the 2019-2020 season all the way out to the 2021-2022 season. That was already done. They got their 10 points. How they're getting another points deduction, no one knows. Everton already appealed the first decision. They haven't even heard back about that yet, and they're already getting hit with a second financial fair play breach. Makes no sense. Nottingham Forest, they've been in the Premier League for two seasons. In order to breach financial fair play, you have to lose 105 million over three year period i don't understand what's happening over here man city's sitting over here with 115 charges chelsea has i don't even remember how many my only guess is that city hasn't been charged because the damn intern who's going through this paperwork can't even read all 115 charges yet he's probably sitting in some corner in the bottom of the premier league headquarters they locked him in the dungeon no lights and they're like hey when you get through this list let us know. It's like the guy in office space who they moved down to the parking garage. Yeah, that guy. He just wants his stapler. I'm so I'm so mad about this. This is ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's it's weird because it's the exact same time frame and the exact it's the profitability profitability and sustainable something or other. It's the exact same thing. So I don't understand how. It's like double, I don't understand how they can jeopardy. charge you for the. How can they charge you for the same thing twice when they've already charged you for it and you have, you're peeling? You have, what? The whole league is peeling I, apart. I just don't get it on the fact, like I, I said this before we started, but like, and you just mentioned it as well. I don't know. I don't get how Man City can be sitting there with 115 charges and it's it's like the, all the news about that has just gone away. Oh, I do. Where'd it go? I do 100% believe if Everton gets a second points deduction, they're relegated. It's over. 
they're not going to be able to come back from that again. Another 10 points. Oh, if you guys get dropped season. 10 points, you're definitely not coming back. I mean, looking at the table right now, they're sitting at 17th only by a single point because of the initial 10-point deduction. If they hadn't gotten deducted those 10 points, they'd be sitting pretty at 12th, firmly out of relegation zone. Nottingham Forest yeah. is now also in danger of being relegated because they have 20 points. So if they get a 10-point deduction, they will actually be in 19th spot. See, that's the thing is I... Uh... I read when I was kind of like reading about this a little bit. I they mentioned a couple of other times where this has happened in the past. Um, it was not, nothing recently, but like no one was ever deducted this many points at one time for one thing. I mean, what was it? it I think it was like Juventus was deducted like fifteen points like two years ago for some. They fixed not even the like matches. Yeah, no, well, it was I was thinking it was part of it, and then there was some like shady shit going on with their like director and like football operations, something or other. Right. This is. But then they appealed it, and they only dropped like two points. This is unprecedented. I don't know. Someone within Everton pissed off the Premier League. Somebody did something because, like, I don't know why they have such a hard on for Everton. Like, who is trying to get them relegated? Someone definitely is though. This this is a vendetta against Everton. You're charging them twice for the same time period. Are you telling me after you charged them the first time, you kept digging for new financial fair play breaches? Is that what happened? Or are you See, just how can them it, twice how can it even be? It? How can it even be new breaches if it's the exact same thing? Exactly. You should have finished your investigation the first time and been like, "Here's your one punishment." Well, we're waiting for your appeal. But instead, what, were they holding on to extra information? Yeah, they're like, you can appeal, but uh, here's this Uno Reverso. Yeah, <laughs> they had the Uno Reverse card ready. They just played like a freaking plus two on your like plus two. No, they did a draw four. <laughs> so, back to this match. Honestly, as a Everton fan, pretty happy getting a point out of Aston Villa. Uh, your prediction for finishing top of the league matches like this are not going to help your prediction. Okay. I have uh, hold your horses. Why are they holding? All right. So where did it, where's my notes go? Where'd they go? Oh yeah, here we go. Just basically what you said. Um, it, it was just, it's funny to like listen to some pundits talking about Aston Villa after this game. Um, obviously they drew Everton. I mean, Everton's not a bad team. No, they're a very Again, good take, team. Take the can, 10 can points away. They're up in the mid table. Like, for, yeah, like and they get, can a, get a grip in any match. They can, you guys have already beat Aston Villa this season. Yeah. Um, but pundits are asking if Aston Villa are now punching above their weight in the premier league, basically being up at the top. And I say, no, absolutely not. I think they are, at 43 points and they should be at 43 points because they're doing extremely well this season. And here's a, here it is in their last 14 games. Can you tell me how many they've lost without looking in the last 14? Yes. How many have they played so far? And uh, just in their last 14 games, Oh, like all comps. Yes. 
Last 14, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with one. You fucker. <laughs> what? Am yes, I right? they've only lost... Yes. They've lost one game in their last 14. That's Premier League. That's Europa. That's FA Cup. Everything. Every competition that they're in. They are playing in three different... Like, things. Tournaments. Things happening. <laughs> um, that's a lot of games. Like, it's typically more than one a week. And they are two points behind Liverpool. Yeah, I, I do understand that Liverpool play this next or this coming weekend. Um, but like, go jump in a cold lake. <laughs> They're doing perfectly you fine. You want them to do a polar plunge? <laughs> go do a yeah, go do a polar plunge. <laughs> Which, by the way, we support all people who like to do polar plunges. Uh, not for us, but good for you. Not for me. Good for you. Yeah, no, I I I think Aston Villa are are fine. We've. We saw Wolves beat Man City. That these are facts. Thank it's you. it's fine. Like the it's okay. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't think that Villa should be happy with their perform their performance in this match. They had possession for sixty nine percent of the time. Nice, and they but they only had a few more shots on target than Everton and. Dominic Calvert-Lewin should have given Everton the lead in the 45th minute. <laughs> One-on-one with the goalie. What did he do? He just and he was ahead of the defender. He just shoots at the keeper, which is literally. the dumbest thing you could do. He was ahead but, of the defender. He could have literally taken a shot out or touch out wide. He could have taken a touch inside. He could have chipped. Could have literally done anything. Anything other than right at the goalie's legs. <laughs> we know that he can use his legs well. We've seen it. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to hear my fun fact? Yes. All right. I finally have a fun fact. This <laughs> what is do you mean? First, oh, wait. Just this week. Just for this this episode. I also have a fun fact for the next match, but we'll get there. This is the first yeah. time that a team managed by Unai Emery has had a nil-nil draw. 97 matches. First time it's happened. Whoa. Wow. Oh, I bet I bet I can guess your fun fact for the next game. Probably. (laughs) Also, that's wild. uh, Ninety-seven matches. Yeah, ninety-seven. Never had a nil-nil draw. That's crazy. Which means someone has always scored in a match that he has managed. Jeez. Now I'm curious to see how many of those are like wins and losses. Ooh. Um. Did I have that? Nope. I did not have that. I had it for my other fun fact. I actually have two fun we'll facts for it. the next match. Oh, yay. We'll table that fun fact for next week or whenever they play again. But quick, before we move on, quick shout out to Pickford. He's currently leading the Premier League in clean sheets with seven. <laughs> I don't know. I, I watched, I saw that like thing. It was like Pickford has more clean sheets than any Premier League keeper. And I was like, he literally has one more. <laughs> and like, I hey, get that it's still hey. more, but like they made it seem like it was such a like crazy accomplishment. And I'm like, it's one more than like, three other goalies i mean i think it's kind of funny that the 17th place team has the most has a keeper with the most clean sheets i mean you guys shouldn't be 17th place we should not be but i do wonder what is the lowest team on a table that has had a keeper with the most clean sheets i bet you could find that fact out there somewhere that would be so difficult to find they'd have to be like all draws 
Right, but how? Because like, if you were low on the table, I feel like. But I feel like it can't go past maybe the sixth. Hey, maybe right now you are the team lowest on the table ever with the most clean sheets. We're gonna get relegated (laughs) and have the most clean sheets at the same time. (laughs) Also, it helps that Pickford doesn't have to take any matches off because we don't have any other games to play. Right. Do you have anything else for these? I mean, he's he's still a good goalie. Um, England's number one. England's number one. Uh, Let's see. I feel like. Oh, I want I want to tell you how much I love uh, Tarkovsky. I love that dude. That man is a machine. I freaking I love watching him play. He's dude when he upended what's uh, what's his name <laughs> and then got a yellow card. Also, it wasn't a yellow card. It was so stupid. The thing I don't but understand it was is so great. If he got a yellow for that, why was there not a foul a foul called with a drug no free, free kick? kick? Wait, what? <laughs> it made no sense. Did he get a for, like his objection afterwards to send? I don't know because I don't think he really did. I think they, I that was because it was a weird little bit after that because players started pushing, but he got a card, but no one else did. Even though Aston Villa players started pushing Everton players first, it was very weird. Oh, they made no sense. But shout out uh, to Tarkovsky, he's amazing. Seriously, I love that guy. Also, he's such a good looking dude. I noticed that. I was like, I kept looking at him, and I was like, damn, this guy's good looking. <laughs> Maybe I'll get. I was maybe like, he's got season, like a good facial structure. <laughs> maybe next season I'll get his jersey. You should. That would be a good one. That he also good. has like a nice, nice amount of facial hair. Oh, but I thought you weren't a hair guy. I'm not, but it looks good on him. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. <laughs> United two, Tottenham two. You know what? I'm gonna let you take the floor for a bit. I mean, at least I'm not sad completely. We didn't lose. I'll take that. Um, I, my literally the first thing I have it says I should repeat the quote by Steve Nichol here. <laughs> Do you have the quote? I mean, yeah, it's winning games will always hide deficiencies. And although we didn't Wait. win, we still we still didn't really lose. Well. At times, we didn't play terribly. Also, I think that if Tottenham was at like full strength with like Sun and other people, Madison. Probably would have got Rick rolled, but they weren't a tie is a tie. They weren't, and I mean we aren't. I mean we aren't at full strength either. But I, this here's one thing. Um, well, two things. Number one, I'm glad that Rashford and Hoyland got goals. They needed them. Yeah, Hoyland's Rashford especially. Second Premier League goal. Oh, what a goal though! Oh, man, power behind that shot, dude. This 19 year old has got some oomph. He's freaking. He's honestly, if he had a just, uh, if he had a better team, he would be so. He'd be a little bit scarier. I mean, that was an because he's so, he's three, smart and he's strong. Yeah. Um. The other thing is, it's really hard to know what the identity of Man United is right now. Um. Like, what what type of football are we playing? Because I don't know. It's a great question. I couldn't tell you. Um, does, I mean, does it, that, then that kind of like bears questions. Does it have to do with the inconsistent lineup? Does it have to do with the managers, the players themselves? Um, I, I mean, I looked at the stats against for this game with Spurs and it tells you a lot about the team. Typically, I mean, at least last season at home, uh, old Trafford was a fortress. We, I think we got beat there once and now we've gotten beat there so many times. I've lost count. Um, but we just let Spurs absolutely 
pretty much bosses around that game. All the possession stats were for them, shots, everything. It was a lot. Um, there, you know, I'll, I'll say one more thing and I'll let you go. There were, I'm using my hands now for a purpose. <laughs> They're not just flying around and touching my face. There was a, there was a map. Um, someone put together a player map and it showed basically where the team positions were at the start of the game and where the players kind of moved around to during the game. Like it, it showed like, like, so Tottenham played four, three, three. Timo Werner was over on the left and it showed him kind of, he had his spot where he would go inside a little bit, back over, down, up, always staying on that left side in his position. And that was basically the same for all of Tottenham. They had their four in the back, their three, their three, and they all were like this nice little, like kind of a triangle up and down the field. They all were just consistently back and forth, up and down to where they're supposed to be. United playing a similar, um, lineup theirs were four in the back fine (laughs) the rest of the team was like sucked over to one side it was like a weird fuck i think it was like this is the exponential curve (laughs) yeah kind of it was this is the sideline like half the team was touching it and then it was just like (laughs) i i it it was so weird and i'm like how do you play four three three when half the team is on one side though almost the whole time it's like you guys need to play your positions more it's amazing oh wait, quickly i'm gonna go back to a game speaking of positions you everton needs to play jack harrison the ball on the wing more man was open so much big fan of him uh i'm sad he's and when he got the ball he was doing very well yeah i'm very sad he's um, on loan is he yeah he's on loan oh Interesting. That's my understanding, unless they signed him post that, but I believe he is on loan. Give me one second. I didn't know this. Um, but yeah, it, uh, watching the like the the player movement m- maps that that person had provided, it was it was just so weird to watch or to see United face like that and how they moved comparatively to Tottenham. And it just goes to, you to show that Tottenham know what kind of game they're playing. Ange ball is good ball and it works it works very well and it, you can see it working against tottenham now united do love a good counterattack, and tottenham do play a high line so that was kind of good for us at times because that's how we scored we did score on counterattacks, but that doesn't work on everyone real quick uh jack harrison he is on loan for the season without an option to buy but there is a ah. release clause which can be invoked during the loan spell so, so I they guess could buy him during the loan. Yeah, I guess it sounds like it's not like a because there are loans where when the player comes yeah. to your team for a season or half a season, if you want to buy them, you you can. It's in the contract, and it's just essentially a guaranteed transfer. Yeah. So it sounds like for this, there's not a guaranteed transfer. The team would have to invoke a clause and yada yada yada. Interesting. Where is he on loan from? Leeds. Oh. He should stay here. He should. But who knows? Maybe he has to go back to the championship. <laughs> Oof, Either that way. would suck. <laughs> All right. Um, Hoyland, very happy for him. Like we said, amazing shot. I'm also very happy because with his now second Premier League goal, he finally beat his tie with Casemiro at one. <laughs> so that's, you know, very Yay. happy for him. Rashford scoring. Incredible. Unheard of the season. 
Almost getting a few. First goal at Old Trafford since May. May, yeah. I mean, granted, the season ended it. Last season ended in May, so that's really more so common thing on this season than anything else. Right. Um, I want to talk about Richarlison. Post pubis surgery, new man, new player. Use post pubis surgery, incredible. And this match, he maybe they got head. rid of some dead weight. And this match, he uses head. Nineteenth <laughs> minute on a corner, a lot of conjecture congestion in that box but you know what definitely was able to get through it find the back of the net it was a great set piece by spurs honestly the way they designed that corner kick he scored in six straight premier league matches six goals six matches so now he's just over 10 million a goal again it was that post pubis surgery well let's see if he can keep going but you know what? I am happy for him. He's doing really well. He's helping carry this team in the absence of Sun and Madison. And Sun's out until at least... Sun's been gone for one game. But he's, he's going to help carry this team for a bit. <laughs> we know Sun is out until at least January 25th because of the three yeah. guaranteed group matches. And there's a really they're good gonna chance win. they're going to move on. So they might not, they're not going to have Sun until February. I, I mean, I already called it. South Korea is going to win... You said Japan. Asia Cup. No, I said Japan or South Korea could. Oh, well, you know what? You call Japan, so you can't say. You call it's going to be Korea. South Korea. You're changing. It's going to be South fl- Korea. Floppity. You are flopping and flipping. More no, I'm than pretty Raheem sure I said that Japan could win, not that I was calling them to win. You know what? We'll run back the tape. We could. Now, this is where it would be great if we had a whole team that could just pull up last week's clip and just really play right for now. Us. But we don't have that right now. We'll get there. We're working there. Uh, but back to this match. I want to talk about Timo Werner. I want to talk about. The man on every shot had a better chance of finding the corner flag than he did the net. He had there. That was one time. He also it was hit bad. The top of the stadium with a, he did. with a flail of a shot. But I got to say it seems like he integrated well quickly into this team and their strategy. And I was I was a bit worried about that because it can take time. And with practice, being able to practice with the squad, he'll do even better. But he's got to be able to shoot better. And he, get closer he, to he just he just got to get his confidence back. Let's hope so. Because this was... He, he needs to be 2019, 2019-2020 yeah, Timo who scored freaking 33 goals. Right. Hopefully he can get back there. I'm hoping for him. I think he has all the potential and skill, and I think if anyone can do it, it's Ange and Ange Ball. Yeah. Also, real quick, I mean, I know we texted about this, but I didn't know Ange was Australian. Oh, yeah, I knew that. His Well, his last name is what? Postacoglu? Yeah, but for I mean, some, Australia has for, a lot of immigrants. Oh, I know. I just, for some reason, I thought he was Greek. That sounds very Greek. <laughs> I mean, he might be somewhere in the past, but no, Australia has a lot of immigrants there so everywhere has a lot of immigrants some tail no australia is like one of the especially at one point was one of the I big know. countries for immigrants <laughs> to go to but yeah i heard him i heard that in post-match interview and i was like hey <laughs> uh what was the other thing oh one of my fun facts for this match oh boy timo Werner has contributed of course why is that <laughs> then anthony in this premier league season timo Werner. 
80 minutes played. Anthony, 911 minutes played. And by the way, friends, for those of you who haven't been keeping score, we have here at Inside the Grounds. Timo Werner has contributed to one goal this Premier League season, <laughs> which means Anthony has contributed to zero goals. He hasn't done anything. Send that man on to whatever team. other club will take him immediately. Just send him back to Ajax. Send him anywhere else. Is maybe, can there be a clause that we just, you know, trade backs? Takes these vaxies? No, no, they said no trade backs, even though Ajax <laughs> is like at the bottom of their, their table. Literally, it's crazy. No, actually, I do. That's funny that you have that as one of your fun facts because in my, like, one of my last notes, I say that Werner has, has more. I put it as one word Werner has more <laughs> goal contributions than a lot of United players. I will say, um, also, go ahead. So does Jaden Sancho. Did you see that he already has been playing for Dortmund? He played his first game back and got an assist. That's amazing. For Marco Royce. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, United actually had a chance to win this match. Last minute, Garnacho. The only thing he was missing was a five-foot vert to be able to head the ball <laughs> downwards. But he, he, I mean, he did his best. He got up as high as he could, made decent contact with the ball. He just wasn't able to head it downwards because he is not Ronaldo who can jump over Three Wait, are you talking toddlers. about McTominay? Oh, it is McTominay. You're right. Misspoke. I was like, I was like, Garnacho can't jump that Sorry, high. Not. McTominay's a freaking giant. He can jump, but he, yeah, he didn't head it down. He just didn't head the ball down. It's not his fault. He's not Ronaldo who jumps 40 feet. I, under, I don't understand how it has a hang time of three minutes. <laughs> My last fun fact of this pod. Are you ready? Oh, I was going to say something funny about air traffic controllers, but never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead. Let me hear it. No, it's moments past. What's your okay. last fun fact? Last fun fact. Is it about United time? have oh never lost a Premier League home match. Oh, yeah. When leading at halftime. 316 yep. games. 292 Ever. wins, 24 draws. That's impressive. I have a fun fact about Tottenham. I, didn't, I thought maybe it was going to be one of yours. Oh, let me hear it. Right, they are currently on the longest run in club history of scoring in consecutive games, and that's thirty-three games. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. That is very, awesome. Very happy for them. That fan base deserves this. <laughs> they deserve they deserve more than what they're getting. Oh, who did you see Thierry Henry talk shit on Tottenham when he was accepting Messi's award? What? No. Oh yeah, he, he it, it was something about like I can't remember who it was. It was a a pundit or maybe either way, it was someone linked with Tottenham, and he said something about like, "Well, this is like you'll never get this close to like a, a trophy or something like that." Damn, <laughs> He's like, "So right. I'll accept this for Messi." He literally like punched Tottenham in the gut on accepting I mean, this award. Henry, friend of the pod, also famously. An Arsenal player. Also famously a Barcelona player. New York Red Bulls. That's kind of where the accolades stop. <laughs> did you see? Oh, did not do well. No, it did not. But since we're on Barcelona real quick, did you see them post that picture of like Ibrahimovic and like them saying like memories of like Copa del Rey from the past, right after oh, yeah, they lost they, the Copa del Rey. Yeah, they lost to Madrid, so they were like, "Oh no, what are <laughs> we gonna do? Let's let's post an Odie." <laughs> All right. 
Well, friends, friend, go to some friends, Andrew. You have anything else? Friends. We can be multiple friends. We can be friends. So, um, any other fun facts? I don't, I don't have any other fun facts. Love it. All right, friends. Thank you again Not for today. joining us for another episode of Inside the Grounds Pod. Please follow us on all social medias, Instagram, TikTok. Our Twitter is trash, so don't even go there. But we are posting reels. We are posting videos. So please, please, please go check those out. We would love to be able to, be oh. able to quit our day jobs so that we can just do this for a full-time living. It'd be amazing. And also, Dude, we would do love we even, to have a team. Do we even need a Twitter anymore? I don't know. Just keep the handle. You never know. An, an X. I mean, an X. I feel like X, it's just going downhill. You know what? Keep the handle. Friends. Rate, like, subscribe, and have a good time. Bye, friends. We'll catch we'll catch you next week.